Hello, welcome, welcome to Humanity Chats Global Edition. It is great to see you guys. If you're here, let us know where you're watching from. Share this page with your network. We have Ohiniri Gifty Auntie coming to us all the way from Ghana. And guess what? We are going to be talking about Christianity and tradition today. This is a hot topic, but you, um, Ohiniri is married to a chief and she will be sharing her personal experience with us. I cannot wait to have her join us. Um, as I said earlier, if you're here, share this link with your network, tell them to come watch Ohiniri. Um, thank you to our YouTube viewers. We are so grateful to our podcast listeners, all these countries. And you know what? Thanks to our Facebook viewers as well. I cannot wait for you guys to meet her. She is an amazing trailblazer, a media personality in Ghana, has been running her own show for years. She is an inspiration. This woman is an author of several best-selling books. She has foundations supporting the needy, the kids. Um, she has happy feet where she gets shoes for kids. Um, she has a library in a in an underserved area that she built from scratch i believe collected all these books i mean i cannot wait for you guys to meet her so hold on tight we're bringing on here here year um hold on she will be Hello. Hi. It's good to see you, Ahiniri. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I've missed you anyway. Yes, yes, yes. I can see you looking all beautiful. You got a new haircut. Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. It does suit you. It does suit you. Because the Thank last you. the last time Thank I you. saw I saw you, you had you had short hair, but it was yes. it was um it was chemical last. Yeah, yeah. So I this time I cut everything, and um, you know, as I age, I try to, you know, do something different that will spur me on to do great things. Because sometimes, if you're not careful, you 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 feel you've reached end, or you, you feel you are stuck. You feel you've done it all, and you just wonder, oh, I'm, I'm just now. What do I do? So every little thing that every little change that you bring to your life either physical, either emotional, psychological, helps you to keep going, keep moving. And, and, and it works like magic. Well, it does work like magic. You see, I have loop earrings on today because it's making yeah. me feel a little bit younger and more like you a fashionista. You go, girl. <laughs> Well, viewers, um, this is Ohiniri Gitianti coming to us all the way from Ghana. Um, I cannot even tell you enough about this lady. I am going to have her introduce herself. Just give us a brief overview. Here we go, Ohiniri. You want to tell the audience who you are and a little bit about Whoa. yourself? Where do I start? Okay, so I am um, a journalist by profession. Um, I'm a philanthropist. Um, I'm a feminist, gender, women's rights activist and advocate. Um, I just love doing charity. I love everything women and children. 
Um, I have my own um, company, GDA Media Limited, where we produce. Um, I, I call it. Um, we 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 produce. We give. We do quality productions with a feminine touch. So our flagship program is the standpoint, which will be 13 years on air this year. I'm a mother of an amazing little girl who rules my life like nobody's business. And um, I might to achieve as well, but I'm everywhere. I'm, 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 I'm a mentor. What I love doing, one of the things I love doing is mentoring young people. So I have a lot of mentees and um, I, 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 I'm just everybody's, everybody's crazy mama. Yeah. <laughs> well, everybody's crazy mama indeed. I know there are lots of people that you take care of. And you know, from my visit in Ghana, um, a lot of your your kids became my kids too. So yes. that's yes, yes, that is pretty impressive. Thank you for all the good work that you have been doing in your community and beyond. Thank now you. Now, Ahimiri, this is Humanity Chats. What we right. do is we get together and we talk about everyday issues that impact humans. And um, today we're honored to have you here to share your story and your perspective on Christianity and tradition. Uh, but before we get into that, we always like a little icebreaker and we would love to know a fun fact about Ahimiri. <laughs> Well, I, I love to joke. I love to dance. Yes, I love dancing. Um, I, I love to read. And um, I, I love to do crazy, get my hands dirty. You know, most of the time play with people, joke around. And, but I love to dance, dance and, and sing. Though I have a very horrible voice for singing, but I do sing. I do sing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, if you're anything like me, um, when you sing, the words to the song are not right. It's like I have a whole different tune and um, I'm singing these words that don't belong in the song and I'm still feeling it and yeah. Yeah. My husband says it's only when I want to embarrass the family that I go out singing. Oh, I see. So, so that's your secret to embarrass, yeah. to embarrassing the family. Now, Ohinere, um, we all know about this Christianity versus tradition topic. I know it's hot in Ghana and um, over here in the United States, it's a hot topic as well, um, especially within the black community. You know, sometimes there, there are questions as to whether a Christian can practice, um, what we do in our tradition or the culture. And I would love, I know you are married to a chief um, of right. a Dumasa. And so I would love to, to learn more about your story and your perspective. Right. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's a genuine concern um, because um, anything we, you do not understand, and it's something that I've, I've been saying for years, even before I got married to a chief, Anything we do not, as a people, things that we do not understand, we stigmatize, we misinterpret, um, we, we, we demonize to a certain extent. But like everything, you know, there's a dark side to everything. There's a dark side to Christianity. There's a dark side to Islam. There's a dark side to even drinking water. There's a dark side because if it, people have choked on water and died before, but they say water is life. God, in his own wisdom, 
created me as a Ghanaian, as an African. God gave us the culture, the tradition, where he placed us. In his own wisdom, he gave us people who taught us to live in a certain way. When you read the Bible, the Jews had their way of living, and they still have. The Philistines did. The Gentiles did. You know, so it's, it's, it's just how we take the, the gospel according to Christ, the Bible, and interpret it and let it work for us as Africans, as Ghanaians. That's where we have the problem. Because when you travel around the world, you know, when the Christians, so the, when religion was taken to the Japanese, when it was taken to the Chinese, when it was taken to the Europeans, they didn't really have to give away or do away with their culture, their tradition, their way of life, their dressing, the food they eat, the way they talk. They didn't have to give up that. The problem we had in Africa was that, we, and which sometimes we still have, as you know, when it comes to mental slavery, where something new comes and we copy blindly. We do not know how to marry the two, how to make the Bible work for us as Ghanaians, how to use what we have, be able for a long time, even the Orthodox churches, drumming was not allowed. Drumming was not allowed. It took a long time before it was said, but then when they came, that was our way of worship. That was our instrument, our major instrument when it comes to praise and worship, dancing. But because it was perceived as the drumming was used to project voodooism or um, demon worship or, I mean, idol worship. And so it was not allowed into the, the church. People see point of libation as, and I did, trust me, I had, when I was going to get married, that was one of my major concerns. And that was the major concern of most of my spiritual fathers and mothers. You know, the pouring of libation was a big deal. But I went in there, and it, actually, I learned a lot before I got in there. But when I went in, I realized that the things they say when they pour the libation. By the way, do you know that you can pour libation with just water and not, you know, alcohol? We have this perception that alcohol, because of the use of the alcohol, they said, but there are some factions of Christians who take alcohol. There are Christians who go to the mainstream or also, uh, the charismatic churches who are not supposed to take alcohol. And they take alcohol anyway. And he cuts across various religions, you know. When they are praying, the things they say are not demonic. Just as we say the God of Abraham, they mention the name of the ancestors. I mean, if we were white, we would call our the ancestors that we mention their names when we are praying. We'll call them saints. Because you know what, much No evildoer is revered as an ancestor in our tradition. I'm talking about Ghanaian tradition. If the person was a drunk, if he was a thief, if he was a rapist, if he was a womanizer, he was not considered, or she is not considered as an ancestor. They mentioned the names of people with good, with good legacies, who lived a good life, who set good examples. They, 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 they said, we say something, we say, it's a good ghost that you name your child after. Of course, there may be somebody who left that was 
horrible that bear the same name. You know, in Ghana, we have very like that. We have the main side. There's so many people called Dansua, like I'm called Dansua. You know, I remember my father sometimes when I do some, I'm called as named after my, um, my great aunt, my great grand aunt. And when I do something and it's good, my father will say, ah, this is, you know, the proper dancer, the one I named after. But when I do something terrible, he said, you know, you had some great, great grandmother who was also called as, who was horrible. That's the spirit that has entered you, you know, depending on what happens. But it is those who lived a good life, those who lived righteous lives, who are mentioned when we pour the libation, just as we pray the God of Abraham, the God of Israel. I mean, I was having a discussion with my husband this evening, and we said, mm, do you realize that nobody says the God of Judas? But Judas was a disciple. Nobody. The same way when we are praying in our traditional way of prayer, we never mention the names of those who left, you know, I mean, negative lives who were bad influence. And when they pour libation, it's a blessing. They bless you when you go. I mean, wherever you go, whatever you touch, may you prosper. May you be protected. And they mention the ultimate, the last name they mention is God. The first name is Almighty God. He's giving the reference first. The reverence first before our ancestors are mentioned. So there are so many things. I mean, when it comes to the chieftaincy institution, you know, he, he just gave me a, 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 a Bible quotation, Leviticus 19. When you read the Leviticus 19, all the things in Leviticus 19 are the things that are not supposed to be done. In fact, they are the rules and regulations that guide a, a, a chief. You do not go near blood. And people say they shed blood. No, of course you have people who, who will do the negative. Like... Um, traditionally in our tradition true tradition a chief cannot go for um an external source of power cannot go for juju to protect himself the black stool he believed that your ancestors whose stool you occupy are the ones who will protect you who will preserve you who will intercede on your behalf you are not supposed to go near blood you are not supposed to you know take somebody's wife you're not supposed to you know um Steal. All these things are guiding, but then, of course, as human as we are, we have people who do it. It doesn't mean that it is the norm. No. Just like Christianity, we are supposed to look up to God, just God. But we know there are pastors, there are Christians who have used external power to project that and still mention the name of God. So there's nothing really bad about our tradition. It's just those who have gone contrary to what is supposed to be, who have given this tradition of ours, this culture of ours, a bad name. But otherwise, if we're to go by it, listen, we'll be closer to God than any, any other, you know, race. And again, you know, I mean, in our chieftains institutions, and even as those close to the, the chief, the chiefs who are the queen mothers, you are not, you, you, you go to the mainstream churches. You don't go to the one-man churches you know you go to a church that has order that has structure that has people that they look up to an order of um uh, what was the word uh, an, an order of authority 
those are the church. They go to the presby. So, for example, the Presbyterians, they embrace, they embrace tradition. The, those, if you're a Presbyterian, your people will have to go and ask permission from the priest of the church of the where you go to the Presbyterian branch you go to before you can be installed as a chief. They have to give their blessing. They come and pray. They have in part as part of their calendar. They have the Aquasidae. Aquasidae is like um, it's a form of a festival. Like every six weeks, the chiefs and people meet. They plan for the. They set. They make rules. They find out what is going wrong, what is going right, what can be done to develop the area. So every six, it's like a parliament or like a, a cabinet meeting of chiefs and their people accountable the chiefs are held accountable they talk about what they have done what they want to do you know so very they're supposed to be very close to their people and very accountable our form of governance governance is amazing that's another thing altogether but our, the true sense of the word tradition when it comes to ghana when it comes to the accounts well i can talk you know authoritative to a certain extent on it i would say that if we are to go according to it, nothing. For example, let me let me come back to it. To the in our tradition, our current tradition, women, you know, as a feminist, that matters to me a lot. Women are respected. In the old in these day things, so you hear about rape and and and, and abuse here and there being meted out to women by Christian men and religious men, sometimes religious leaders. It was unheard of in the olden days. A warrior with his sword would never touch a woman or a child because you're seen as a weakling. You do not exchange words with a woman. You do not hate a woman. You do not hate a child. It's a, it was a taboo. It is respected that women give birth to kings and queens. And so women are revered and respected in our culture. When, before I got married, I was told that when the chief is going into the public space, the women go ahead because women are seen as witches. Now, when I did my research and I asked questions, I got this education that because women are the ones who give back to the kings, they go ahead of their children to protect them. Because when a warrior is coming to attack their son, who is the chief, he will not be able to touch the women. He will not be able to attack the women. So the chief is protected. Before they get to the chief, they go around these women. <laughs> the, the chief would have been alerted and will be taken away. It's a beautiful institution. My father was a Gold Coast police officer. And he was at the Polo Grounds when Ghana's independence was being declared by, um, by Osagifu Dr. Kwame Nkrumah. And he tells me the history of those days in 19... Um, 1957 when they were the polo grants gathered around you know as police officers they were supposed to take note and take it back to their colonial masters whatever happens there so that they were just waiting for something to go wrong then they could use it to defer the declaration of independence but then you know what the women did the women at that time my father tells me the women the market women the traders they actually went to the polo grounds and they seized the pens from the men, the police officers. 
and prevented them from writing any report. And you know why they were able to do that? Because no man worth his sword, no Ghanaian man, no traditional man, no man raised by a woman would dare, would dare touch a woman. There are certain places in Ghana when the chief is coming into the public school, all the men will stand, but the women will sit because the women are respected as the mothers of the kings and the queens. Wow. See, um, the viewers are amazed at the insight that they're receiving here. Um, they're, I mean, this is, this, is, this is really good. Thank you, Zoe. Hello to you too. Um, Amma says it's amazing. Heather says it's a beautiful insight. Um, we have Minette saying this is very informative. We have Selassie thanking you. Um, thank you. Thank you, folks, for joining us. Um, I'm sorry if I seem a little bit distracted. I just saw a tornado warning in my area. And, okay. um, and so we're probably going to wrap up soon because. Okay. Um, okay. So, um, Ohini Yuri, thank you so much for the insights. That is unbelievable. Viewers, I'm so sorry that the show is going to be shorter than anticipated, but I wanted you to know about Ohiniri's books. Um, she has three best-selling books. They're available on um, Amazon, everywhere books are sold in Ghana. Look, look for her books, support her because um, she is amazing. Um, she is married to a chief, as you can see. Um, they, they have cultural traditions that they abide by, but she has been able to, um, to manage that with her Christian faith. And so, you know, for, for several people, sometimes it's easy to judge and, and um, not appreciate the culture. Uh, what Ohiniri is telling us is that there are ways to love on your culture and to be a Christian. Now, I have one last question before I dash off to go hide. Um, there is this question about um, kids who had dreadlocks and somebody in a hijab who are being, um, I think the schools do not want them to attend. Um, and I know that most of these schools are Christian schools. So my question is, what are your thoughts on something like that? Well, it's, 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 it's very sad. It's a debate that has opened us up for a broader discussion um, in our society. Because for a long time, again, I keep saying that we like, we like living as hypocrites, peace-loving hypocrites, because we, we want peace. So there are certain things we do not touch it. Um, yes, I agree that they have rules and regulations in the school. But then, I mean, brilliant students, how is their hairstyle going to affect their performance in school? Are they seen as bad? It's just like, you know, what we are talking about, religion and, and, and tradition. We have people who have cropped their hair, everything, but they do the things that these Rastafarians will not do. You know, I remember, was it two years ago, I was part of the campaign, you know, my, was it, I think it was last year, my hijab, you know, campaign, respect my hijab campaign. I mean, we, we just stifle ourselves with so many things that are not, are not us as a people. We are very welcoming. We are very acceptable. There are things that we need to open our minds to. There are the things that we are not used to, but now they are part of us. 
internet was not a part of us, you know, so we, were, we didn't have cars in those days. We are evolving as a people. It's just about knowing how to inculcate or evolve and evolve with the changing times. We can make way for the Rastafarians to be in our schools. We can make, yes, I went to school. Selassie, my friend, is there, my, my soul sister, our sister Selassie, I've seen Selassie been there. We went to Fantman Girls. We had, you know, mates who were Muslims. Yeah, they didn't wear the hijab. They weren't allowed them to, to wear it. We went, it doesn't mean that things will have to stay that way. Things can change, and it must change if we are yeah. talking about inclusiveness. Yes. That people must be allowed within the confines of the law to wear their religion, their heart, their beliefs on their shoulders without breaking the law, without offending any human being. It's, it's a very sad, you know, incident that's happened, but it's good because now it's going to open our minds and we are going to have to shift and make way for all these people, all these people that we find unacceptable to be part of us because look, they are human beings. They are part of us. They've lived with us and they will be with us. Yes. As long as we can remember. Yes, we truly have to make way. Um, and we we have to we have to look into um, our belief system and be more accepting and also to appreciate our culture. Thank you so much, Mahiri, for being with us today. I'm so sorry that our show is shorter than usual. That's okay. Um, That's I okay. Will Your safety is more important. Your yes, I will be catching up. We can do this another time. Yes, and I will catch up with you on IG Live. We can continue on IG Live. So viewers, go follow Ohiniyuri on IG Live. Follow this Margie Maj. We're going to be continuing that with the conversation within the next five minutes. And for those who are going to be tuning back in tonight at 7 p.m., um, we hope that we will be able to run the show. We're going to have Rachel Vreeman. Um, Dr. Rachel Vreeman is going to be talking to us about COVID-19 and global health. And so um, join us, join us tonight as we um, we have that conversation. She, um, she is an expert and um, at this time, I think I've got to go. And so we will catch up with everyone. Thank you to the Margie TV team. Thanks to our sponsors. Thank you to our viewers. We love you and we will um, see you tonight. Be safe. No, we will see you on Instagram. Be safe and thanks for watching.